0: Call or text Same number Red 7 I don't know what Red 7 means Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel 5th Avenue Downtown
3: Hot Rock That's what we call a sack
0: lunch
4: I do have a very particular set of skills
2: It's already here. It's Friday. Yes. Coach Pete Cordelli in hour one. The angelic tones of Ole Miss Evie, top of hour two. Oh, we have things to talk about there. Kevin Hayden, lots to visit with him about in hour two. And Brad Powers, all the gambling in hour three. 615-844-5600. Twitter, at BillisKing. Email the show, BillisKing7, at gmail.com. Coach Peach, back with us. How are you doing today, Coach?
5: Great, Bill. Happy New Year to you and all the listeners. Uh, 2024 is going to be an unbelievable year, especially after all the things we've seen here in the first four days.
2: Yeah. <laughs> One, I want to begin with fourth and no tomorrow. Alabama-Michigan game, two timeouts, one each team, and then the play call. Now, before you opine here, I've said this on the show for decades, and Pete, you did it for a living for decades, I was told late 80s by a coach, David Cutcliffe, in the red zone Think players, not plays. Don't try and get too fancy. I think Tommy Reese probably had the right idea with the player, but what about the play?
5: Uh, Bill, Coach Cookless exactly right. David's right. I mean, it, it's, when you get down in the red zone, it's about players. And uh, when I, I, I've watched this play uh, – <laughs> A number of times. Let's just put it that way.
2: Yeah.
5: When Jalen Milrow flipped the running back from the right side to the left, the middle linebacker for Michigan moves out. And when the back goes to the two-receiver side, the middle linebacker runs with him. It's man. So what that means is on quarterback draw, that's the look you want. But the issue became they ran a quarterback power, and Nick said it was a gap scheme, which means the left guard blocks the A-gap down inside to his right. So gap scheme means you're blocking the first man to your gap.
2: Play side was left.
5: Left guard blocks down right. Left tackle blocks down to the B-gap. Tight end blocks down C-gap. They pull, Alabama pulls the right guard to the left. The center will block back on the one technique, who's playing inside shoulder of the guard. The end for Michigan runs upfield, which is what you want. The, guard ra- the right guard coming right to left wraps around for the linebacker, who all of a sudden, he dives inside, I don't know why, because he's supposed to be setting the edge. And Jalen Milrow, I think because the snap was low, he just went straight ahead. Rather than following his right guard around, I think he walks into the end zone. It was a misread by Milrow. He ran right to where everybody was blocking all the Michigan defenders. Was he... And, And, Bill, before... They, remember, they'd call timeout. Nick said that they didn't have the look they wanted on the first play call the second. Now, most of the time you give your quarterback a two-play call there. If he doesn't like it going left, where Michigan did have more defenders, they had five guys outside the tight end. They had a guy on the tight end, a linebacker outside, a defensive end in the two quarters the safety in the corner. If Milrow would have run that play, checked it right, he's still running. He runs from Pasadena back to Tuscaloosa untouched. But the play still had a chance if Milrow just follows his guard. And again, I think frustration because of the number of bad snaps. I think rather than stepping up you always tell running backs to have CBA and it's not, doesn't mean collective bargaining agreement. All right. For a running back, you have to have control, burst, acceleration. You step up and you're under control to see what the, what happens after the ball snap, then you have a burst, then you accelerate. No just put his head down and ran straight into the pile. I mean, I'm not trying to be negative on the kid, but if he just picks his head up, his eyes up, all right, it is a low snap. But dude, make something happen, brother. Follow your guard like you're supposed to. You score. Do you think now, the low the, the
2: the low snap panicked him a little bit, maybe, or he felt he felt in a yeah. rush, or?
5: Oh, I, I think you know he didn't want the ball to hit the ground. He went down. But even then, he got the ball. His first, rather than just going full bore ahead, he should have just kind of gathered himself, see where all the Michigan defenders were, yeah. read his blocking, and go. Now, <clears throat> I'd like to say something before that play, if you don't mind. Sure. The pass on third and 14th. Okay, I I don't know why they ran the the outside zone stretch play into the boundary and lost five. Okay, remember that play on second down? Yes. That to me was like, what are you doing? Why are you running into the short side of the field? I was confused by that call. You know, you got to throw it now. But I got to tell you. The ball was placed right where it had to be. The receiver gathers up, punches his shoulders, expecting to be hit. Rather than catching the football, spin inside and get in the end zone. It should have never come down to fourth down. That receiver was expecting to be hit. There was no yard, yak, excuse me, yards after contact. Alabama should have never had it on fourth down. They should have been in the end zone on third down. But because the receiver wasn't physical enough, aggressive enough, now you got fourth and two. I, I sorry, man. I just that one really got me. the second down call, the third down call, and then fourth. Down. There were three plays in a row. I'm like, what are you doing? Come Pete, on, guys.
2: On the flip side, Jesse Mentor the D coordinator for Michigan who spent a year here just about three years ago. He was at Vanderbilt and then left for Michigan. He has done a heck of a job there.
5: Let me say this to you, Bill. I remember when Jesse was born, his dad Rick and I coached together in Arkansas in 1977. Uh, Jesse Minter comes by it naturally. Rick Minter is one of the best defensive football coaches, In college football. And remember, Rick was there as an analyst. And then once they fired the linebacker coach after the side-stealing deal, uh, Harbaugh elevated Rick to be the full-time linebacker coach. But Jesse, Jesse Minner has done a great job. But I'm telling you, he had a great teacher in his dad, Rick. Harbaugh is going after this, right? Yeah, Harbaugh and Ward-Manuel haven't spoken in two years. Ward-Manuel's the athletic director. When Ward-Manuel cut Jim Harbaugh's salary, what was it, two years ago, Bill? It was during the COVID thing and
2: some controversy, yes.
5: Harbaugh told Manuel, I don't speak to you anymore. I go directly to the president. There has been tension like you wouldn't believe. Uh, in that athletic department ever since Ward-Manuel cut the salary. And Harbaugh has said, hey, what are you going to do, fire me? Okay. That's just – that's Harbaugh. You know, he's he wears out his welcome everywhere he goes. He did it with the 49ers. He's done it at Michigan. But now, I mean – he goes to the Chargers, and he just hired the agent. It's Brady's agent. Don Yee. Don Yee. I mean, you're going to L.A. Belichick is making right at $19, 20000000 a year. Harbaugh is going to command somewhere around $17, $18 mil a year for five years. <laughs> and you have one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. You've got some pretty good defensive talent. And remember, Jesse Minner was with the Ravens with Harbaugh's brother for a little bit before he came to Michigan. So I can see Jesse Minner going with him. Uh, The Chargers all of a sudden become a force in that division. Uh, Obviously, the Chiefs are struggling right now. Uh, There's no telling what's going to happen in Denver with the quarterback situation. And... Who knows if Antonio Pierce is going to get the Raider job. So that division is wide open. And I could see the Spanos family spending the money they need to give Harbaugh what he wants. But I believe he's gone.
2: You spent, and we may have to, we're going to have a break here in about a minute, many years broadcasting, for Ole Miss football, and yesterday their star running back, who apparently has some diva in him, hit the portal. Now, nothing wrong with hitting the portal. That's his prerogative. But – and Ole Miss, Evie was talking to me about this, a lot of people even last year after his freshman year where he was just a three-star were coming after him with lots of money. And apparently – Pete, according to the stories out there and talking to Evie about it, and we'll take the break here, but we'll let Pete elaborate on the way back. Ole Miss had had enough. And Coach John Jenkins is moving on. We'll let Coach Pete talk about that when we come back. Ole Miss Evie, top of hour two as well. Omni Nashville Hotel.
6: Good morning, filling out paperwork on an earlier crash over here on 40 westbound near Fessler's. Traffic's on the increase coming out of Wilson County, especially the Mount Juliet area on 40 west as you head towards Davidson County. Still looks good in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County right now. We're keeping an eye on it. It will start to build, however, here in the next probably 20, 30 minutes on. 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area, there through Smyrna and Laverne. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring in all four locations. You can order online today at Prince'sHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on traffic
7: and now for today's winning cash three and cash four numbers from the tennessee lottery the first number is the number you just thought of the second number is the number you would have picked the third number is the day of your wedding anniversary and the fourth number. they're
1: only lucky numbers if you decide to play them cash three and cash four only from the tennessee lottery game-changing fun Please play responsibly.
8: In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much. By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit byfaithfarm.com
4: to get involved. That's byfaithfarm.com. This is the Greg Vogue and John Burton Show.
3: 17-1 in SEC play.
1: And win the SEC tournament. They would still get left out if they didn't win the SEC tournament. You're it, right. It's if they
0: got to the championship game and lost in triple overtime, they'd it still be over. out. They're, playing, they're <laughs> playing for the NIT. It's sad that we're talking about this. It's not even Christmas. We already know the fate of Vanderbilt right. basketball. Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
4: He doesn't know everything about college football. Mm, Yeah, he does. It's the Bill King Show.
2: Coach Pete Cordelli with us. Any questions, post them there on Twitter. At Bill is King. Coach, I just brought up Quenshawn Judkins. Your thoughts on that whole situation?
5: If you remember back early in the year, Bill, there was some speculation about why he wasn't playing. Excuse me. Um, Everybody said, you know, lower body injury, this and that. Judkins had his NIL deal redone three times, three different times, before he actually took the field against LSU. This has been an ongoing saga in Oxford. Ole Miss has money. There's no doubt about it. But Judkins is being advised by who knows who, some third party, some group out there telling him he can get more. I just want to ask Judkins one question. Put the money aside, big man. Whatever team you go to, are you going to a team with a better quarterback than Jackson Dart? Because I don't know of one right now. I don't know if you're going to its football team that has a better quarterback coming back next year than Jackson Dart. You'll make your money in the NFL. But is it really that important to try to hold your team, hold your coaching staff hostage because now you want your fourth bump in NIL money? This thing's out of control, Bill. And I got to tell you, the NFL, as you know, yeah, it's a business, but they do it right. You get paid 17 weeks game check, 17 weeks. That's your salary, right? I'm convinced that the head coaches in college football need to get together and say, we're going to pay out what we promise you as you play. If you decide to opt out of a bowl game, you don't get a paycheck. It's what we're down to right now. All those kids that opted out at Florida State, they should have never got paid. But everybody wants to do this deal on the front end, give them all the money, and now there's no recourse. There's no consequences when a guy goes, eh, you know, that hamstring's a little tight. My knee's a little sore. My hip is bothering me. And the rest of his teammates are in there looking at him going, dude, there's nothing wrong with you. One group, you never fool of the players. They know who they can count on, and they know who's full of junk. This is the fourth time Judkins is upping the ante in the NIL deal. And again, my question to him, because there are no guardrails, because there are no limits, you tell me the team you're going to go to that has a better quarterback than Jackson Dart coming back for 2024.
2: Kevin in Mule Town wants to know, Coach, which is more vital for Ole Miss, adding key players in the portal or keeping Judkins? Judkins is the first player since Herschel to have 15-plus TDs in his first two years.
5: At some point in time, character has to become part of the equation. When winning is more important than character, it wears people out. I just want to know when Lane's going to get to the point, and everybody does. We all do. It's human nature. When do you say enough is enough? Judkins leaves, Lane will find another running back. Not quite as good as Judkins, maybe. Or he might find one that just says, hey, Judkins is gone. This is my shot. And Ole Miss is paying pretty good money. Rather than deal with the headache of you never know when the guy is going to show up and play or not play, I'd say good luck. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, brother. You've done this long enough. Bill, I'm going to give you a story. A Big 12 school, the fourth week of the season, the last, the last Saturday in September, the kicker hits a game-winning walk-off field goal. On, Monday, on Sunday, while the kid – and the kid has no idea this is going on. While the kid is in a team meeting, the mom and dad request a meeting with the athletic director, and they go in and say, since our son hit the game-winning field goal, we want more NIL money. Actually happened in a, a Big 12 school. I believe it. Then you got another kid, a quarterback at a Big 12 school, who's from California, who, do, who says to his coach, he's a starter now for a year and a half. You know, my back and shoulder are really – I took a hit. It, it's a, but I'll tell you what, Coach, if you can come up with 300000 more, I won't consider transferring back to UCLA. This is in the middle of the season. There are no consequences right now for kids wanting to opt out, it just they're holding you hostage, man. We and have coaches are coming to point. Enough's enough.
2: Pete, we've got an audio clip. This is Jackson Dart on Instagram. It's actually Tom Brady, but this is what Jackson Dart put out yesterday. Obviously, somewhat cryptic about the whole Judkins situation. Patton, play it. He was always like, man, if if you're about yourself, you may be amazing. I would
7: love to compete against you. <laughs> Go play for the other team. Because when you're around a bunch of selfish people, and I've been that. around those. Yep. You know,
2: God. that's that that's Brady, but that's what Jackson Dart put out yesterday.
5: That's uh, that's outstanding. That is outstanding. And you know what? Again, the one group you never fool are the players. They're around it every day, 24-7. And at some point, they're in that locker room looking at that guy going, dude, is it about the team or is it about you? Because when you become bigger than the team, what's that old saying? There's no I in team. When it's all about you, I, 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 me, 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 those players get worn out because guess what? Everybody else is working just as hard, maybe even harder. He's worn out as welcome. Georgia Dog. Yeah, he's a talent. He's a talented kid, but I'm going to tell you, that attitude every day just wears on you.
2: Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Georgia Dog said there's a report and I saw this, that Judkins went into Kiffin's office during the season and told him what he wanted the offense to be like.
5: Yeah, and Lane kind of went, Well, good. Since you're not calling plays, I'll consider it. But you know what? Just do your job. Kiffin gave him the old Belichick deal. Do your job. We're good. I'll tell you who else is asking for more money. Harold Perkins at LSU. Ever since Kelly fired all all four defensive coaches down there, uh, I guess yesterday, Kelly – Perkins went to Kelly and said, I need more money to stay. I could see that. It's an epidemic, man. It's everywhere because there's no guardrail. Somebody's got to stand up and say, enough is enough. Here's what we're doing. You know what, Bill, for years, and this is from a high-level high school basketball coach in Memphis, and you've been to Memphis, and you know for years how heavily recruited that city was for high school prospects, right? Yes. Long time ago, before NIL even came on the scene, he told me. He said, there's a grading scale for college basketball players. 100 to 94, those guys get minimum 300 grand. 93 to 88, it's 250. 87 to 81, it's 200. He said college coaches live by it. They got a rule, the unwritten rule. College basketball, these college basketball coaches are laughing at football coaches going, we've had this set for years. And you guys are, are you know, newcomers to the party, and you're getting fleeced, man. You're getting fleeced.
2: Coach Pete Cordelli with us each and every Friday. Pete, the UW-Michigan National Championship, Monday night, Houston, Texas. Where's the biggest advantage? Which unit, which player?
5: Uh, I tell you, it's strength against strength, in my opinion. It's the defensive line of Michigan against the offensive line of Washington. You know, the offensive line of Washington won the award as the best line in the country. The defensive front for Michigan's pretty darn good. If Penix, Penix was just unbelievable on the run. I thought, you know, when he has time to set his feet, his accuracy is great. But he made some throws on the run that were just unbelievable. Uh, is that how you pronounce number one the receiver for Michigan? Yes. Yes. Uh, I think that guy's going to be the difference maker. And you'll see Minter try to double him, bracket them, whatever you're going to do to try to take him away. So that tells me that the tight ends for, for Washington become a big factor in this game. And the tight ends have made some catches against both games against Oregon, the other game against, last week against Texas. Uh, Penix is, is going to have his way. You and I talked about Kalen DeBoer a few weeks ago, and I told you that. I have great respect for the guy. He's built programs everywhere he's been, but he and his offensive coordinator do a great job of scheming things up offensively to take advantage of the defense. Um, Bill, I think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game because Washington's secondary is not very good, and – the little-known factor, I think, or the X factor is J.J. McCarthy and his ability to run the football. Uh, he ran the other night, made some, some important runs. If McCarthy runs the football and Michigan doesn't – excuse me, Washington doesn't spy him, uh, Michigan will have their way with Washington.
2: Coach Pete Cordelli with us. Pete? Notre Dame in their bowl game against Oregon State played well. They had some opt-outs. Steve Angeli surprised me. I didn't think he'd play well. He played quite well. They obviously have Riley Leonard coming in. He's not coming in to sit around. Is there any kind of competition there that was
5: unexpected? Angeli's been a good player uh, from high school on. Uh, there's going to be great competition at quarterback, and uh, I was happy to see Angeli play as well as he did. Uh, I thought Notre Dame really had a good good game plan. I thought Marcus Freeman. This was a statement game for Notre Dame. Uh, they went out, scored points. Al Golden's done a great job with the defense. I think they finished either sixth or seventh nationally in total defense after the bowl game. But as you Bill, as you well know, you need two good quarterbacks. And I know people don't want to hear that. You know the deal is who's QB one, who's Q B two. But look at what happened to Duke after Leonard went went down. They struggled, right? Now you now you know, hey uh the stakes just rose a little bit for for Leonard. And Jelly's bringing the heat, man. You got As a coach, I love it. I absolutely love it, man. So uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch Mike Denbrock and what he does with that offense with both these quarterbacks the next year in South Bend.
2: Coach, you know the landscape of quarterbacks in this area. You know the landscape of quarterbacks wherever. But in this area, we've got the number two ranked quarterback, In the class of 25, George McIntyre. Number one is Bryce Underwood up in Michigan. He announces Saturday tomorrow, and it's expected to be LSU. We'll see what happens there. McIntyre, in a recent article, Coach, said that two stand out. I assume that's Alabama and Tennessee. He's not going to go where Underwood goes, to LSU, if indeed that's the case Saturday. Any new update on McIntyre.
5: No, George is pretty straightforward. I mean, he's a great, great young man. Uh, I will say this, Bill. Joe Sloan, the quarterback coach uh, who called plays for LSU in the yeah. bowl game, he is. He, he spent his fall in Nashville between Nashville and Michigan, man. Yeah. In fact, he made a joke one day when I was talking to him. He said, thank God there's a direct flight to Detroit from Nashville. <laughs> so it would see McIntyre to see Underwood, Underwood to McIntyre. I mean Joe Sloan did a great job in recruiting. I, I've got great respect for Sloan. But I think Underwood they view Underwood as the second coming of Jaden Daniels. Uh Jalen Daniels. And right. uh I believe George McIntyre, Alabama, Tennessee don't be surprised. This is with Georgia losing Rayola. Don't be surprised if Kirby doesn't make a push for George McIntyre.
2: Got to get a break here. Coach Pete with us. Friday edition. Anything for Coach Pete? Put it up on the socials. Put it up on Twitter. We'll get into it. Omni Nashville Hotel.
6: morning. A couple of accidents still out here in the clearing stages starting to load up just a bit coming out of Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards Nashville on 24 going westbound all the way up to Bell Road as you come through Antioch. Traffic still looks good right now as we check it out live down Ellington Parkway from the top down to the bottom. Watch for a little bit of radar I-40 especially out there in Dixon County this morning. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. Yes it's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging online at Tomahawkcrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck your on-time traffic.
0: Princess Hot Chicken, Nashville's original hot chicken, with three locations serving Middle Tennessee: South on Nolensville Road, Fifth and Broad downtown, and the new location at Tanger Outlet Mall. You can now order your favorite flavor of heat online at princesshotchicken.com, and don't forget dessert, including special holiday pies. Princess Hot Chicken in three locations and princesshotchicken.com. Prince's Hot Chicken, Nashville's original hot chicken.
1: It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA-FSA eligible, so Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navaj today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navaj is available online at navaj.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid.
8: Navaj. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. And now, Childress Collision Center is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Childress Collision Center. Family-owned and operated, Childress Collision Center is backed by a century of combined experience. From a scratch or a dent to a full collision repair, trust Childress Collision Center. Stop on by 1108 8th Avenue South in Nashville or call 615-266-4441. 615-266-4441. That's Childress Collision Center. They're people who care. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a
3: challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC championships March 6 to the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Polk inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio.
4: The old BCS computer runs on diesel fuel and dreams. We know this because it lives in Bill King's garage.
2: Coach Pete with us. Tennessee insurance dog. Big Georgia fan here in the 615 says, Bill, ask coach about Carson Beck's decision to
5: stay. One more year. I think it was a great decision. And uh, with the number of quarterbacks coming out this year, I think Beck uh, improved his draft stock for next year. Uh, You look at all the guys that are going out. You know, Cam Moore just declared for the NFL draft the other day, I think yesterday or or, uh, Wednesday. Right. Uh, I just got to believe that Carson Beck, with another year in that system, he and Mike Bobo were going to do great things. And uh, I think it was a great decision for the young man and obviously a great decision for the program.
2: Mike the Mad Dog, ask Pete, and Mike's a noon in Georgia, ask Pete if Michigan is able to slow the game down by successfully running the ball. Oh, uh,
5: no question. You know, they they want to keep Michael Penix and that Washington offense on the sideline. And I think you're going to see Michigan's offense did a great job of motion with either a receiver, a tight end, or even a back uh, against Alabama and created confusion in the Alabama secondary and coverage schemes. I think they're going to do the same thing to Washington. I think Washington will probably end up playing more zone uh, against McCarthy than than man. Uh, Alabama went to a bunch of man. Uh, I didn't understand, Bill. I, I'm sorry, I'm regressing. I didn't understand why Dallas Turner wasn't involved more in the pass rush, but he only had two, three tackles in the whole game. So, but when it comes to Washington, I think you're going to see more zone. And they're going to try and load the box with a safety coming down to get eight guys in the box to stop that run game. And Corum, you know, again, all defensive coordinators say this, first thing we got to do is stop the run. So you're going to see Washington's defense play the run on the way to the pass. And uh, I don't think they'll lose Corum on fourth and two out of the backfield and let their backers get picked for a huge gain like Alabama did.
2: Coach, did you get to see when he was in high school here at Christ Presbyterian, London Humphreys, he's transferring, not new news, from Vanderbilt to Georgia, a wide receiver. Had a good freshman year at Vanderbilt.
5: Played against him when I coached over at Lipscomb Academy with Trent Dilfer. Right. I think he's, I think he's a heck of a player. <laughs> I think he's one heck of a player. He's a guy, his best football is yet to come. He's one of those late developing guys, right? That he's only going to get better, and he's going to help Georgia. Different body
2: type, but he could he assume the Lad McConkey role type?
5: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yes, sir. You know who he reminds me of, Bill? <laughs> now I'm going back a ways, but I think you'll remember this guy. Played at Brentwood Academy, Jimmy Hockaday, who went to Georgia.
2: Yep. Jimmy you was 6'3", 6'4". Six, 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 Kent Austin was his quarterback. And yeah,
5: at Brentwood J- Academy. Jimmy's problem, Jimmy's Pete. Jimmy's dad. Uh, I
2: was just going to say, Pete, Jimmy's problem is he went to a school where Herschel Walker was the running back.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, he did. <laughs> but Jimmy's dad played at Memphis State. Oh. And I was coaching at Memphis State, so I got – Come up here and recruit them. And, uh, but, no, I, I think Humphreys is going to do a great job at Georgia.
2: Yeah, that's that's a nice pickup for them. Pete, bowl game, Tennessee, Iowa, Nico Iamaleava, I thought tried it out there and looked like he'd been the quarterback for five years. What did you see in his game? What
5: a, uh, just the great confidence. You know what? There wasn't any hesitation. No, he, he, he went through his reads. He delivered the ball on time. And when it wasn't there, he ran it pretty well. Uh, Those were all the things that people saw in him coming out of high school. There's a reason why he was rated so high. Uh, But the guy played with great confidence against, (laughs) against the number three defense in the country. So, you're playing an Iowa defense. Phil Parker, the defensive coordinator, won the Broyles Award as the assistant coach of the year this year. I mean, Nico played light out. Very impressive. And
2: for a guy that you like to say is high cut, he's six six. he's twitchy and athletic.
5: Yep. yep. He, he's got it all right now. I mean, his deal, he's just going to get better in, in Josh's system. They surround them with some pretty good receivers. Uh, I, I think what a what a bright spot going into recruiting with a bowl win the way they had, spring ball. And uh, I can't wait to see him in the fall have command of that offense for the whole year. Coach Pete
2: Cordelli is with us. We've got a break coming up, the music coming up. Got another segment with him coach the kid who is a sophomore here in town jerry curtis that some have either him or the georgia kid who's committed to southern cal rated the top quarterback in america does curtis have more upside than mcintyre
5: uh mcintyre i think is a little bit more mobile not a not a little bit. He's more mobile than Curtis. I've seen Curtis play. I mean, you talk about a great looking young man physically. he delivers the ball quickly. it comes out of his hand. uh he's got a tight release, uh, a, a compact release. He does a very nice job, but i let me tell you, they're both very special. They're gonna have, their best football is yet to come. And when they get to college, they are wherever they go to school. Both those young men are going to make those teams better.
2: Sounds like Buckeyes have done a good job with Curtis. Is the early word there? He's just a sophomore, but
5: that's- yeah, but I, 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 again, that'll change uh, <laughs> depending on if Ohio State can beat Michigan next year.
2: That's true. Because
5: Ryan Day may not be there.
2: That is very true. One more segment. I want to get into Phil Parker and Jim Leonard with Coach P. Yeah. Yeah. Two two D coordinators. One right now is just an analyst, but he's a very good coordinator. We'll talk about that when we come back. I'll be national a little bit.
6: Good morning. Watching it pick up through the Mount Julian area coming in from Wilson County right now. Still looks good on 40 westbound as you head up through Hermitage there at Central Pike. Uh, Traffic's looking good right now through Brentwood Franklin up from Williamson County on 65 going northbound. And watch a little bit of radar this morning on 24 as that traffic builds coming in through Robertson County. Behind it, that traffic's also picking up from Clarksville, Montgomery County towards Nashville. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's got to be Tomahawk crane and rigging online at tomahawkcrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
1: Attention, high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com.
7: Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end of season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's Original Butcher.
4: If there's a drama stream anywhere in college sports, the Bill King Show is there to break it down.
2: Coach Pete with us. Brian Kelly let go that house and that whole defensive side of the ball, coaching staff. There was some talk about Lance Gidry, who's from Louisiana down at Miami. He just got a new deal and a raise and everything else. I assume that keeps him at the U. Phil Parker has been at Iowa since Kurt Ferentz got there. He has never wanted to leave. Jim Leonard is an analyst at Illinois. Last time Brian Kelly had an opening is when he had to fire Brian Van Gorder during the season, Pete, and he went out and got Mike Elko, which was a fantastic hire. He's up against it again. Long-winded. Are people not knocking down the door of Jim Leonard, or does he just not want to leave the Big Ten geographical footprint?
5: That's a great question. You know, when when Lincoln Riley fired his defensive coordinator, I think you and I talked about this. I said the first guy I'd go get right now is Jim Leonard because he's been in the Big Ten. SC's going to the Big Ten. He's recruited in that footprint. He understands what it's going to take for this defense at SC to succeed in the Big Ten. Obviously, Lincoln Riley went across town and got Dan Conlin come from UCLA. I don't know if Jim Leonard was looking at a head coaching opportunity this year. You know, some guys, you know how that goes. But, I think Jim Leonard would be a great addition for Brian Kelly. Now, I know Kelly's trying to get the guy from Missouri, but I got to tell you, if I'm at Missouri right now, why would I want to leave?
2: Again, I I think
5: Missouri's got a heck of a football team coming back. Uh, LSU lost a bunch of players. I I don't know if I'm going to leave Missouri for LSU right now. So, Jim Leonard, how much longer is Kirk Ferentz going to stay at Iowa? Is Phil Parker going to be the – is he really the head coach in waiting? I think Iowa would do everything in their power to keep Phil Parker at Iowa to be the next head coach. But that's just me. I mean, phils he's part of that that long Hayden Fry coaching tree, you know, player's coaching tree. So I think Jim Leonard would be a great addition to LSU. He would bring a a a, great, a lot more toughness to the defense than what they showed this past season. Coach,
2: down to just a couple of minutes, I'll try and get a few questions into you. What is it like if you're Phil Parker? And every week you prepare your outstanding defense, you also do it with the understanding that the other side of the bowl is not going to help you a bit.
5: It's frustrating in tech, but, you know, you, <laughs> there's a, there's more to it because of be, Brian Ferentz and being Kirk's son and growing yeah. up around uh, – yeah. It's tough. I hate to say it, but the nepotism there really, really created issues for Phil Parker. And he's such a good guy, you won't hear a negative word out of him. Um, but I'll tell you, those players that you go in and meet with every Sunday after they've played their tails off for you, uh, that's a hard, hard deal to go through. But guess what? That's part of sports. That's part of life. And uh, it's a shame that Iowa didn't have a better offense, and yet they won 10 games. I know. They won 10 games. But how much better could they have been? My question to, to them, my question to Kirk Ferentz is, is this the best staff we can have? Really, is this the best staff we can have? Total staff. You know what you have in defense. Why? You know, I just – but, again, it's family. It's nepotism. Phil Parker's been around the parents' family forever. So, it was unfair as hell. That's all I know.
2: I, I understand. And and Phil Parker well taken care of there. He's got a job forever. So I can, hey, I I can see the I, other side I of
5: coached it. In one of those, I coached in one of those family situations, dude.
2: Yep. I know.
5: I was told to leave so that the head coach could promote his son. So I've been a part of that deal.
2: <laughs> was that coach's son's first name Skip, or should I not even mention it?
5: It is. No, no, you know what? Look, we're just being factual here. We're not being negative, not being critical. But, yes, it was. (laughs) Coach,
2: have a fantastic weekend.
5: (laughs) Hey, happy New Year to everybody. Always a pleasure being with you. Look forward to seeing you next Friday.
2: Yep, we'll be at the Omni. Coach Pete's coming by next Friday. Appreciate Coach Pete very much. The angelic tones of Ole Miss Evie when we come back.
0: 60 a.m., 95.9 FM, Brentwood, Nashville.